Welcome to the Catapulting Commission's podcast. This is the place where we discuss how to maximize performance and improve retention with today's modern sales force. Every conversation on the show has one goal in mind, and that is to catapult your commission. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, international best-selling author, motivational speaker, and a lifelong sales enthusiast. Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Today's guest comes to us from the beautiful neighbor up north in Toronto, Canada. Now, let me tell you a little about Jamie Shanks. He is a multi-best-selling author. He best uh, His book's Spear Selling, Social Selling Mastery. He's the CEO of Sales for Life, which is an incredibly successful sales training organization. And he is the CEO of his new venture, Pipeline Signals. Now, listen, Catapulted Commissions family. If you're listening to the show today and you've had trouble Farming those relationships we talk about in pipeline management, you're going to want to listen in today. Jamie Shanks, welcome to the Catapulted Commission Show. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to have you here. So pipeline signals. So fun fact, give us a little rundown. You have an incredibly successful organization in sales for life. About a year ago, you pivot, you add another venture in pipeline signals. Can you give us a little rundown on Sales for Life and what prompted you to say, hey, we're going to create this new venture in Pipeline Signals, meaning what was the gap you saw in the market space that Pipeline Signals is filling? Yeah, I'm very fortunate to have created a category. So I invented a, a, a word and a category called social selling. And so the concept is teaching sellers to use tools like LinkedIn for business development. Easiest way to think about it. And I, I kind of jumped the shark. I went from a local Toronto business to enabling the global enterprise. We're talking Oracle and Intel and Microsoft and so forth within one year of Sales for Life starting. And we kind of feasted on the global enterprise and the global mid-market. We ended up enabling, and we still are, it's still a thriving business, 600 global customers, a quarter million sellers. And the problem that we kept encountering is as you enable your fellow listeners as sellers, your sellers would turn to me and say, why are you just teaching me to monitor all my accounts in my total addressable market, looking for relationship connections, competitive intelligence, job changes? Why can't you just do this for me? And when you sell a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And of course, when you sell enablement, my answer was, my job is to teach you. What are you talking about? But... COVID happens. And so just before COVID, the seeds of inception had been planted. Thousands of sellers would write in support tickets. Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you do this for me? Then COVID hits. And up until that point, I spoke at about 30 to 40 sales kickoffs, quarterly business reviews every year. I was on 80 flights a year for five years in a row all around the world. COVID happens, takes me off an airplane for what seemed like it was going to be forever. And it bought back about 50% of my life because I was on the road 50% of the year. And I turned to my business partner and I said, Amar, I've got this business idea I've been sitting on for a while. And it's basically the sister company to Sales for Life. It's the do it for you business, 
to the teaching business that is Sales for Life. And so in 2020, we alpha and beta tested it with a few Sales for Life customers. And by 2021, we incorporated the business. And the job of the company is we take over that mundane, rote mechanical research that you as a seller need to do in identifying every job change, every relationship of somebody leaving your happy customers and going into a prospect, or who's connected to your competitors. You know how much time that takes, and you're being paid to drive outcomes, not be a researcher. We take that off your plate. And we identify all that intelligence. We route it into your CRM as task notifications and new contacts. Um, and it's been a huge hit. It's scaling quickly. We raised capital um, because we found that the problem was you liked being taught it. Yeah, sorry, you liked having it being taught to you. You love having somebody do it for you. You know, I, I think that's universally applicable for all salespeople, right? I love knowing the information. I don't love implementing some of the things. Some of the things, as you say that, right, I look at things that sales professionals fall fall short on, fall on the cracks on. I, I just had a conversation with a client the other day that part of the farming of a, of a prospect, specifically when it gets into enterprise sales and longer sales cycles, is, is being that detective and knowing everything about your prospect and it's it's genius in what you have here in saying hey we get that done for you so now do i mean how in depth do you recommend people go into into in pipeline signals and managing their quote unquote the social selling or knowing about your prospects i mean is linkedin the only place you're, you're utilizing are you you know, are you looking on google are you looking for nonprofit donations i mean how in depth are you going tracking your prospects here yeah, we're focused on one major um, data set for a reason. Basically, think of it as this way. So human capital, humans, the people mm -hmm. within a company, and I'm holding a Yeti water bottle. So you want to do business with Yeti. Well, Yeti, the company, doesn't make decisions. The people within Yeti are the ones that make decisions. Human capital is an ultimate leading indicator. The direction at which human capital ebbs and flows is the leading indicator to where a priority is going to go into a business or out of a business. So I'll give you an example. When somebody hires a new executive, in the first 100 days in their job, up to 70% of their remitted budget, that executive is going to either physically or mentally deploy because they have to make impact within about a quarter. Or as an example, you're in customer success. You're working with a happy, successful customer and your champion ups and leaves and walks out the door. But they're the ones that was kind of holding your program or your solution together inside the organization. And when they left, the priority just walked out the door. And so we're focused in on the human beings and the, and the people going in, up, and out of every company. And if you monitor that data set and you get great at understanding that there are two major, there's an opportunity and a threat in almost every example. It's called an asymmetrical competitive advantage. And just think of it this way. You're working the Yeti account as a prospect. Mm -hmm. And one of your customers, Apple, I'm wearing an Apple watch, mm -hmm. ups and leaves and goes into Yeti. Your advocate, your you know, brand ambassador just walked in the door of that company and they can be a maven for you. And that is an asymmetric competitive advantage that your competitors 
can't do much about. It's your relationship. So we're monitoring that at scale. Uh, and that's why focused on LinkedIn specifically for right now. It may expand over time, but uh, focused on LinkedIn because it is where it is the fastest user generated transaction of where people are coming and going out of businesses. Now is okay. So I like, I, l- I love the concept. I, I think there's incredible, incredible merit here. And obviously, you know, proof of concept has passed. You're, you're running a successful business with it. You know, the catapult commissions family, you know, my background, I mean, I've spent nearly 10 years uh, in, in medical sales over the 20 years I've been in sales, 10 years was spent in medical sales and it was a uh, constant relationship, right? Somebody would go to a different hospital, someone would travel and you're, you're trying to keep up with these folks. So I, I like, I, I like the concept here. Is this now this I don't know if this goes into sales for life or this goes into into the pipeline organization. Are you just notifying your clients and saying, hey, this person made a change? Or are you prompting them like, hey, here's a strategic outreach opportunity? Or or how does how is that designed? Is that by sales rep or is that by by you guys? Great question. So pipeline signals does a couple of things. It okay. routes the intelligence into Salesforce as a task and a contact aligned to an account. So it says, John Smith just left your happy customer Yeti and they've moved into your prospect Apple. They were a customer two years ago. So it has, it creates this descriptor. Here's their LinkedIn profile. Here's their email address. But then what it does is it gives them a series of tasks. Number one, Go talk to the CSM, customer success rep, who did the Yeti deal so you can learn about the case studies and successes that you had. Number two, here is a suggested playbook of messaging. And if you have any, number three, if you have any ideas or if you need help, here is a daily coaching hotline. So we're bringing our enablement world into pipeline signals. And eventually, as pipeline signals grows and scales, we will have just-in-time learning or what's known as guided selling mm. on top of pipeline signals. So not only will you receive your signal, it will suggest messaging for you and you'll have a coach in the box to help you along that journey. So when I started Sales for Life, I started training first and you would cobble together tech to empower training. Well, this is kind of the inverse. Let's give people the answers to the test and then give them the human help as they need it on top of it as a supporting mechanism. Holy shit. Jamie, that's genius. I have to be honest with you. I have, before we start recording, we're over a hundred episodes. I have interviewed um, founders, CEOs of different sales organizations, sales enablement. Um, This is the first time on this show where I'm like, man, I like it's a plug and play because it really it, it takes away that the sales rep that's because I think one, the data is great. So, you know, you, you tell me, hey, John Smith just left uh, XYZ company to go over to Apple. He was, a, he was a client ambassador. He loved your stuff. Great. I could see a sales rep. But what do I say? And we both know sales reps sometimes say the dumbest things like they 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 burn that opportunity to deliver value with the, with, with, you know, I I always use it in the follow-up world and they're like, Hey, I'm just following up. Hey, I'm just checking in. I'm like, quit, quit burning your opportunities to contact somebody, give them something, have something, share something, be thoughtful, insightful. This with the coach in the box does it for you. So it's definitely where I'm deploying most of my 
capital and resources on that back end. Here's if you think of prospecting, prospecting is a left and a right brain motion. The mm-hmm. left part of your brain collects data and intelligence to make informed decisions around the most important time management skills of prospecting, account selection and account prioritization. So what we're doing is we've taken that left brain and handed you the keys and said, call John, pass customer. Yeah. The problem is even as we're, we're a growing business, we are not perfect. And as we get there, I'm deploying as much capital and resources to that right side of the brain, because here's what we've been seeing. Sellers then take this beautiful, soon to be warm introduction to a past customer, and they throw it into sales loft and outreach. They press play on the vanilla button, and it sends out mass email to a past customer that was a customer of yours for six years. Like you... How about we pause that, we back up, we make them a personal video. John, I saw that you just left Yeti. We loved working with Yeti. Here were some of the projects we worked on just to kind of recap our experiences together. I noticed you went over to Apple. Here's some value. Here's some things to help you in your first 100 days on the job. And let's ensure that as part of your product roadmap or your, or your, your, your initiatives, we're in that playbook for you. It's the backing up to speed up and, and and create the higher conversion. And it's unfortunate that I have encountered many sellers that treated this as if it was just like raw data. And then they just pressed play on the easy button. And then they came and we do these monthly feedback loops and coaching. They would come back and they'd say, well, you know, I sent a lot of messages, but I didn't get a lot of responses. But then we would dig into their, their emails or their LinkedIn messages. I'm like, well, garbage in is garbage out. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, be the customer for a second. They are your past customer of six years, and you just said that to them? You basically treated them like a widget. Like, what do you think they were going to say? Or not say to you at all? Yeah, yeah it's it, it's one. There's two problems there that I, that, that I heard. One, somebody actually doing it, which we completely – you know, you, you're, you're making it, I don't want to say dummy proof, but dummy proof pipeline signals literally makes it dummy proof guys. Just follow the prompts. Just do it. Don't, don't, don't think about it. The second part is yes. Get, get this, this mass dehumanization of prospects gives sales professionals and people who love, live and breathe this industry, such as you, myself, sometimes gives us a bad name. When you tell somebody what you do and they associate you to like the bad sales experience they had with somebody who treated them just like a number or just like an old commission check, however we want to describe it. And and so I hear that and and there's not enough sellers saying, I'm going to get back in the game and I'm going to treat each person with the utmost respect, treat them like a human, take the time. I mean, the difference from having a three minute conversation or, or taking three minutes to craft a a thought out email PS family use templates guys. It's not hard. I mean, it is not hard to craft a personalized email. So crying out loud. I love that. So, okay. So we, we have, we have pipeline signals. Give me a little background sales for life. Gotta be honest with you read the bio, saw what you did for sales for life. Kudos to that. I mean, that's incredible on the growth you had there. Give us a little background on, on what sales for life is and how who you're serving. I know you mentioned some big names, but is is that the only way someone can access sales for life through their corporation? Or if there's an individual high performer here, you know, they want yeah, to learn from it, you. 
it was it was built from day one to enable corporations. So I'll kind of give you the backstory. I was a VP of sales at a SaaS software company in Toronto, Canada. I was mm-hmm. employee number three. And uh, we went from zero revenue to 3 million ARR pretty rapidly. And I thought I was hot shit. Mm-hmm. And I was 30 years old. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start a sales consulting and training business. And I'm going to help local Toronto businesses with inside sales best practices. That's about as big as I thought at the time. Two years in, I was almost ready to file for bankruptcy. I had no customers. Nobody cared about me. I was a ghost online, complete and utter miserable failure. And it was through my own failings that I realized that I can continue. It was truly the definition of insanity. I could keep doing what I was doing and get nowhere. Or I could change the way that I engaged customers. And for whatever reason, in the middle of the night, every night, as I can't sleep, eat, I'm sick to my stomach and we're poor, I would sit in front of my laptop and I would look at, just stare at LinkedIn. I had no idea what this new tool, this is the year 2011, right? So uh, LinkedIn, there was no online courses. It was a, It was just a resume collector at the time. And I said to myself, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I, every night I would kind of think about emailing and cold calling and think, how could other tools be reverse engineered to do similar actions? And I would find these backdoors and hacks and tips, these like things to do inside LinkedIn that would emulate email or cold calls or connections. And so I started documenting them and doing them for myself to try to book a meeting for myself in a local Toronto business. And I would do that. And then when I would get to the meeting, I would then show that chief revenue officer, hey, by the way, you know how I booked the meeting with you? Let me show you what I did. And they were way more interested in that than they were, you know, cold calling tips or email tips. And, you know, in early 2012, a light bulb went off in my head and I said, well, hold on a second. What if I created a whole new category of, of sales training. And it was on this topic because I believe wholeheartedly the future of social media will take off. This is when social media was still a maybe. And anyways, I doubled down onto it and I got lucky that within the first year, I won some major enterprise accounts because it was the enterprise accounts that at scale were struggling with pipeline creation and they needed to diversify off of the email and cold call machine that they were already on. And so got on the enterprise and mid-market train. Now, if you go onto our pricing page, we do help small to medium businesses, but there is no individual license. We help teams all the way to Microsoft from a team of a few to an entire company. And we have a global sales training curriculum in 10 different languages that is both um, on-demand e-learning or on-demand plus virtual instructor-led training And in 30 days, you learn the skills. In 60 days, you actually have to implement the skills and book a real meeting and defend it in video case studies, exactly like the TV show Sharks Tank. So it is a very practical pipeline creation program. So the the pipeline creation component of sales, now, now I'm putting two and two together. You really found the area that it's it's I hate saying this. When I started catapulting commissions, I made a joke. I'm like, man, I'm like the old guard 
in the world of sales because my quote unquote root in sales, I mean, I was pounding doors, calling yellow book. Like it was a different world. And I, I do remember being new to LinkedIn, like what in the hell is this? And making that transition to where we're at now. And I think we're only in the beginning of it. Like I, I think truly the sales professionals, if you're not adapting to the technologies that are here, I mean, you are going to be a analog place in a digital world. And I don't even know if that's even relevant anymore. You were going to be a few. Yeah. And COVID accelerated this problem dramatically for the analog seller. Oh yeah, absolutely. People are doing with COVID now. uh, It's fun fact. You mentioned that half of your prospects catapulted commissions family. I'm going to throw out a, a half as my guesstimate. They're not at home. They're not in the offices anymore. So to track this person down, you really need to have a direct line of contact or be incredibly crafty at finding them on social media because they're working from home in their office with their dog. Like, and I, and I say that because there was an article on Yahoo News yesterday that literally said sellers or uh, professional workers are refusing to go back to the office because they want to stay home with their dogs. It was some like oh, 100%. You know, fun piece, but it's true. So yeah. I, I, I look at that. Okay. And with sales for life, would this apply, you know, let's think of the small businesses, would this apply for some of the founder led sales companies that exist? Cause I think of all the startups and some that consult and work with me where they are in that founder led sales. And for a lack of better words, their attempt at, creating a process of uh, a sales process doesn't go out as well as they'd like it to. And now they find themselves backtracking, losing revenue. You and I both know if you implement a wrong sales process, it actually costs more money than it generates. So is this something that's applicable for like the small business for that? Hey, I just want to learn my own before I hire a sales team. Yeah. So it's for any seller who uh, the concept is this. So there's two programs. One inside is called social selling mastery, which is Mm. an inbound sales motion. And it teaches the seller how to uh, develop an online brand and reputation, share content, develop a social network, so that one day fish will jump into the boat. But for most of us listening on the call, uh, the big uh, nut to crack is an outbound sales or self-generated pipeline machine where you are targeting an account and creating an opportunity. In the second program, it's called SPEAR which is an acronym that stands for select, plan, engage, activate, and reprioritize. That is actually the motion that a seller takes. So first thing, you have what's called a total addressable market. Uh, I live here in Toronto, Canada. So let's say I'm a geo-based or geography-based seller. Province of Ontario is all of my oyster to select from. Where sellers spin their wheels is they start calling A through Z through the phone book. I need to select and prioritize and narrow that down to a distinct amount of accounts. How do I do that? I use signals. I use buying intent signals. I use relationship signals. I use time-based signals like job changes to figure out, and I shrink my pie, let's say down to even five, 10 accounts. From there, I need to develop a plan. Who are the key stakeholders? What information do I need to capture to make an informed decision uh, in, in, in helping them. Um, how do I engage them in a bold and different way? Then I engage them and become omnipresent. I email them in a multi-touch cadence. I send a tweet. I LinkedIn in mail them. I text them. 
net or make them a personal video. Now I then move to the next thing. I activate that account and I start preparing to try to move it towards a demo or a discovery call. So the concept is it's our program is from zero to meeting booked. It is to book meetings. Yeah. Ah, man. Catapult to commissions family. If you fall in that space, it's definitely something to, to at bare minimum, take a look because the, the struggle for sales professionals right now. I mean, I, I just had a, I had a prospect client call this morning. Hey, I'm really good when I'm on the phone with somebody. I just don't know how to find somebody. And you know, if you hear that and your in your organization has that there's, there's a system in place and you just heard, you know, Jamie break it down in sales for life with spear selling. There's a book is the book kind of outlines some of this content. Yep. Yeah. So social selling mastery inbound spear selling outbound. Guys, Catapult Commission family, you will have the links to those books and Sales for Life and everything that Jamie talked about, specifically the new venture pipeline signal. So you will have all those links in the show notes. Uh, Jamie, as we come to the to the end of the show, here a couple of things. Man, one, congratulations. You're an incredible visionary. And and I say that, and I've spoken to some of the incredibly talented uh sales professionals in this space in the space of teaching and, and and working in sales enablement and you've you've created something where i'm like man this is this is truly a different it's a different it's it's a difference it's a, a problem that we didn't even know existed and you created the solution and you have the results to show for it i was looking at some of the case studies so congratulations for that what are you most excited about over the next 12 to 24 months with uh with both your organizations uh, with Pipeline Signals, I'm really excited. Um, we're on uh, a mission, mission 100, 100 customers. Get to 100 customers, go well into deep into product market fit, um, and just then, you know, have the resources to be able to share with the world some best practices, some use cases from around the world where. You know, right now we have dozens of customers. I want to get well over 100 where I can correlate all the intelligence from those customers and share with the world. This is what they're learning and doing to create opportunity. How can we help the entire sales community with that intelligence? Man, I'm, I'm excited to watch that happen. I'm ex I mean, again, I'm left, I'm left at a loss of words because what you deliver is something that uh, up until this moment, I was like, man, that's... You always hear is like someone has that great idea. You had that great idea. I'm like, man, that's such a good, good business concept. So, uh, Jamie, how does the Catapult to Commissions family, if they want to learn more about you or follow you or get engaged with you, how do they track you down? I go to Pipeline Signals, as it sounds, PipelineSignals.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Jamie Shanks. Happy to help. Perfect. Catapult to Commissions family, go get connected with Jamie. Go to the website uh, and be sure DM me. Let me know your thoughts and feedback on today's show. You know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment, and I will see you next week. Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions Podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 
228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.